you seekers, explorers and rule breakers out there. This is the Alchemy Experience Podcast and I am your host, Christopher Lemke. This conversation about grounding is really about reintroducing and bringing back wisdom and knowledge that we held previously in history. Uh, but uh, with modern technology that we've uh, lost touch with uh, many of these aspects of being connected with nature and so forth. Any of the content in this uh, podcast and recording is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant to substitute for medical care or to prescribe treatment for any specific health condition. It's also not intended to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any disease. However, I do suggest you watch the Earthing movie on uh, YouTube. You can find uh, a link to it in the show notes. That documentary is instrumental in in my own journey to understand grounding and earthing and what health benefits it held. So it's a good platform to start your own research from. For now, let's hear what our very wise audience has to say about uh, grounding and how it may have uh, worked in their life or what their experiences are with it. So uh, without further ado, here we go. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody. Today we are talking about grounding or earthing, as it's also known. And uh, so Steve Goodyear said, get yourself grounded and you can navigate even the stormiest roads in peace. And also, uh, I'm going to try (laughs) try and pronounce this name, but uh, Mokokuma. Mokohonana said most children have been cursed with parents who have forgotten the joy of walking barefoot. Now that last quote may not necessarily be um, only related to grounding that has uh, so many more connotations to it but I think that's part of the problem we have forgotten the joy of walking barefoot. And as you can see, I walk barefoot always. Well, not always, but uh, as often as I can and as often as the weather permits. Um, and it's one of those things that you go back 200 years, 100 years. It wasn't that weird for people to walk around barefoot. And it's, you know, wearing shoes. Uh, became a bit of a status symbol, uh, you know, back in the day. And it wasn't a problem, I suppose, until we invented rubber or rubber soles on our shoes because rubber is uh, not conducting electricity or energy, right? And it's um, so when we wear rubber soles, we contain all that energy that we build up uh, within our bodies Uh, if you wear leather soles or walk barefoot then of course you are directly connected with the ground so uh, i've been looking at some research studies Uh, so late 20th century uh, leading into the 21st century we have seen a uh, where, where chronic degenerative disease has overtaken infectious disease. Now, this could obvi- of course be because 
uh, medicine has become more effective in dealing with infectious diseases. Um, but we are also seeing that it, there are correlations between uh, chronic degenerative diseases and ungrounding, which we will discuss in a minute. And of course, as I mentioned before, these, um, these uh, statistics and the information I give are not meant to be of uh, medical nature. They are for information only from a layman. And uh, I suggest always, if you have any conditions that you feel that you need to have uh, uh, diagnosed, then please do see a healthcare professional always. Um, so what some of the research has found is that ungroundedness is partly to uh, to blame for um, chronic stress, uh, ANS dysfunction, inflammation, pain, poor sleep, disturbed HRV, uh, hypercoagulable blood, etc. So there, there are a lot of things that and they, they kind of determined that because so many people walk around with rubber soles. So when you take your shoes off and you start grounding, they can see measure the effects before and after as opposed to the other way around. Um, and they find that, you know, grounding is really as essential as uh, to, to our physical well and mental well-being as sunshine, uh, fresh air, water, food, physical exercise. Yet it's something that we totally ignore as we have our shoes on all the time. We're always wearing socks. You know, we, we never seek to have that direct connection with the earth. Now, I think most people that are part of this audience uh, uh, probably are slightly different in that. I think a lot of people here are uh, more aware than uh, than others uh, so essentially it it becomes well consider this you know run your electronics in your house without grounding and run an uh, overcharge into your electrical system and see what happens to your electronics right and that's what happens to us when when uh, we run around in our tennis shoes or, uh, or trainers or sneakers or whatever it may be, and uh, we get overloaded with the stress or, you know, atmospheric uh, pressures and so forth. That's then we start noticing, you know, increased cortisol levels and uh, and these kind of things. So let's start there. And uh, anybody want to come in and uh, have a uh, just an input on grounding in general or the idea of us as batteries, if you like? Then you're welcome to do that. Go ahead, Diana. I just have a question. Um, sure. As you're, uh, this is this is definitely new to me. What you're talking about? Does that mean that? If you are wearing shoes, because of course there's circumstances where you do, um, you should be doing leather shoes. And what about vegan leather, or, you know, plastic leather, basically? Well, if it's if it's insulating 
against power trans or uh, uh, energy transfer, then you are creating that buffer between you and the uh, ground. So now, so, so yes, if you are wearing uh, vegan leather that is uh, based on plastic, then that is going to insul insulate you from uh, from the uh, ground, which means that so, you're it, it's not going to be no better than wearing uh, uh, rubber soles. But cowhide is okay. Uh, from that perspective, yes. Uh, if you're vegan, that's clearly not okay for, for other <laughs> from right, other right. perspectives. Uh, <laughs> but from a grounding perspective, uh, wearing leather soles, as long as you don't have any inlays or any soles that are made of, out of rubber or uh, gel or something like that. Interesting. Thank you. Sure. Uh, let's see Brenda. So I was going to say, um, when I was in South Africa about four years ago, I found it really interesting that our tour guide um, kept going around without shoes. And it was something that was so shocking to all of us uh, who, who are, you know, from North America, essentially, to see this, this man going around without shoes on. And it's, it's such a natural state. It's the, the way that we always were before shoes were ever invented. So I found that really interesting to see that. And uh, so that has really led me into this whole idea and concept of what you're talking about with grounding and actually connecting our, our feet fully into nature. And so since that time in the summertime, not, not now as it's, you know, minus whatever outside here in Canada. I'll talk to Carol. <laughs> he runs around um, barefoot in the snow. Do you, Carol? Wow. Yes, I do it. Um, I'm trying to do it on like daily basis. Uh, so even today, when I go with Phoebe for a walk with Phoebe, is my dog. So I usually wake up very early in the morning, like around six, and I go for a walk around seven. So no one is um on the field where I walk, and I usually take my wellies. Um shoes out or wear his boots out and I, I walk bare feet for at least 10-15 minutes and yeah sometimes it's very painful if the temperature of the ground is like minus three um, it's um, it's quite painful and some people that they look at me it's um yeah it's an interesting experience when you see people you know person walking in the middle of Jan or December in like minus three minus four in the snow bare feet wearing t-shirts and short um, but yeah, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel definitely it's, uh, it, it, I feel much better. I feel much, after the walk like that, I always feel much more grounded, <laughs> even oh, though, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very new to this. It's definitely, it, it definitely uh, has that implica good implication and good impact on me. But it, it is interesting what you say, Barbie. Oh, sorry, uh, Brenda, the, the idea of or a societal idea of what is acceptable in terms of what we wear in general but something that is actually uh, not beneficial to us is just so crazy isn't it um, so let's go to Lauren you want, had your hand up and then we got Barbie and Iris in Chinese medicine, um, humans are between heaven and earth. 
so energy and matter. Um, and we have different meditations like the microcosmic orbit, which is a way to clean your energy and um, also, you know, work with um, the cosmo uh, cosmos. cosmos. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, um, but grounding, um, we have what we call, uh, we have treatments in Chinese medicine for people when we see uh, rebellious qi. So when qi goes up, you see things like vomiting or nausea or so mm -hmm. forth. So that is also a sign of when you see rebel, we call it rebellious qi, um, ways to also signify it in medicine that grounding is the way of through. Excellent. Thank you, Lauren. I appreciate that. Uh, we've got uh, Barbie and then we've got Iris, then we've got Diana and then Brenda. So I think that what you're talking about in regards to the fact is that the body is electric. So mm -hmm. for example, if you drink too much water, you can flush out your electrolytes. So that's an important thing of where I think one of the most important things in regards to talking about grounding in the modern age in the 21st century with all of the technology, et cetera, is that I know I have remedies of crystals and electromagnetic frequency disruptors in my home specifically so that I'm not overwhelmed by the microwaves and the other things that are in the electronics. But I know that when I was researching the article that I wrote for the best you about Hue, which is my, my favorite pet chant topic for 528 Hertz. When I was looking at the solfeggio frequencies, I was really shocked because I found out that the Catholic church had actually banned these natural frequencies going from zero to 999 and then some master um, solfeggio frequencies are 1228 or 1122, but the do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do is the Gregorian chant, so where that is considered to be okay for the Catholic Church, but the solfeggio tones were not, because the solfeggio tones, when you apply 528 hertz on a person that is in pain or sick, it can actually heal them naturally, so you don't need the church. So it's that kind of thing of where, I know I'm barefoot all the time, um, if I don't have to be like, if I'm at home, I'm never wearing shoes. Cause to me, that just feels like my natural state. But of course, if I'm outside, I do, but, um, I think it's that really, that thing that you're talking about with grounding, depending on where you go around the world, you see that in third world countries, the grounding with electronics, it's very spotty. And then other places you make sure that you have those big ass, like things that you plug into the wall that have the the grounding so that they don't, um, what are those called, where they don't over overload and you specifically have those things put in place. So it's almost like that's a fortifier to make sure that if you have 15 things that are plugged in, there's no uh, spark and nothing gets like like shorted out. Yeah, it's um, uh, overload uh, uh, protection. Yeah. Surge protection. Yeah. Surge protection. So yes. I think it's the same thing for us as humans. We want to make sure we don't have a surge that comes through us that basically blows us up because a lot of times our emotions can be that kind of stuff. So I think that grounding when you have all these things that are coming around and I have keep calm and carry on from the British World War II. I have that poster pretty much in every office space that I have because even though it's it's that British upper lip, I still think the keep calm and carry on when things are blowing up around you. It really is one of the best pieces of advice. Like just, okay, yep, shit's blowing up around you. Keep calm and carry on. This is happening, keep calm and carry on. So I think that 
grounding is one of the best ways of where, yes, all of this stuff may be happening around you, but what's happening within you is your choice and your responsibility. Oh, for sure. Um, there's no doubt about that. So keep calm, carry on and take your socks off. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yes. Good. Uh, we're going to go to Diana now. Hi. Um, this, this comments uh, sparked by what Lauren was talking about, about the human body between earth and heaven. One of the things that I've been doing to ground myself, and I am going to be looking into grounding socks, by the way, Christopher, thanks very much for that idea. Yeah, I'll bring is, that up again a little later when we talk about ways you can ground. So <laughs> don't worry oh, about it. Okay. Is, um, are you familiar with Mulabanda breathing? Oh, yes. Where, okay. I, that is one of the things I do uh, coming into a meditation if I don't feel terribly grounded is I'll start out with doing some of that to connect me heaven to yeah. earth yeah. Um, and then move forward. So I thought I'd mention that so that if you're familiar with it, you can talk about it. Uh, yeah, no, and uh, I think uh, uh, the uh, Kahu breathing that, that uh, Barbie um, is very much promoting and is very close to her. Uh, it's a passion project of hers. Um, is very much along those lines to get that energy flowing through you and grounding. Okay. So, um, so yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for that, Diana. And it's uh, breathing is definitely one of those things that we can do. And I'll, I'll, uh, I've got that on my list to talk about. So, thank you, um, Brenda. I think you were before Diana, but uh, I'm coming to you now. Okay, thank you. Um, so continuing on the thoughts that I was sharing earlier, um, Carol, you've definitely inspired me to go out in the cold and, and uh, do some grounding, even during the cold weather. What I was going to say is in the summers here, one of my favorite things to do is go for walks in the woods barefoot. And it's, uh, it's just a really neat practice to do. And I find that it's the same thing as what Carol was talking about, the the feeling of being grounded and just feeling so great after doing it. There's a friend of mine who has a, a great amount of woods in behind their property. And there's certain patches where it's like really gucky mud as you walk through there. And it's such a cool feeling to walk through that and allow your feet to really get into the earth and, and allow the mud to even like come all the way up your legs. Um, so I wanted to share that, that experience and how, how amazing that's been for myself for grounding. Yeah, that's great. It's a perfect way of doing it, you know, get in the dirt. And we have, in a, we'll come to you in a moment, Sarah. Um, we talk about this, you know, when we talk about people being, oh, so, so grounded or I know in Sweden we talk about someone so grounded they have mud up the, past their ankles. Um, so it's something that exists in our language already, and it has done for eons. So it's not not something that people have made up in the uh, kind of uh, spiritualist or like uh, Zen movements or what have you. So it's um, it is interesting. Um, so we we'll go to you, Sarah. Hi, sorry. Oh, yeah. um, 
I, my mum my was um, South African, so when I was a kid, I was uh, it was just standard practice for me to run around in the UK with, with no shoes on. Um, and now that I live in Thailand, it's not customary to wear your shoes indoors. So, but the, the um, and I went into a, an, into a healing shop with my friend and apparently I was told that I was very grounded. I was um, almost disappointed because I was kind of hoping that he might find something to, <laughs> to shift some energy for, for, for uh, with me. But on the, on the negative side, um, what has happened is that the arches in my feet, because um, that because a lot of us will wear will wear flip flops, so automatically yep. we're walking around in rubber. And in Southeast Asia, you don't really want to walk around in public places. On the beach in your in your garden, it's fine, but in public, it's very dirty, and you're probably going to pick up um, infections. But from wearing the flat shoes all the time, then the negative impact is that arches drop in your feet, which then give you um, back problems because mm -hmm. uh, you end up with, with flat feet. So um, I typically don't go outside in barefoot, although I will walk on the beach barefoot when I go. What are you going to come to what you would recommend and what's the difference between how much difference is there between walking inside and outside one final thing is my house is not earthed because i tried to fix the dishwasher the other day water on the floor and got a massive shock when i put my hand on top of the dishwasher because oh <laughs> yikes sorry to hear that I, it, it wasn't a it wasn't a terrible one but then i went and put on a pair of rubber gloves and <laughs> flip-flops <laughs> yeah well there uh, that, you go <laughs> so, um, i was just so is is there any negative impact about walking around in a house that is not grounded barefoot and just to clarify i certainly anything coming out of my mouth is not going to be a recommendation it's uh yeah. merely uh it, it, my own experiences and uh, information that i've uh, or anecdotal uh, information i've picked up so uh please don't take it what i say as uh, uh gospel in this uh always consult your healthcare professional but uh in my experience and i've actually i spent a lot of time this autumn researching uh, barefoot running because uh, i do uh, quite a lot of running or did last autumn anyway now i've uh, had to deprioritize it because of time constraints but i'll come back to it again hopefully uh but one of the things that uh, we were, they were saying one of the challenges we have when we use uh arch supported footwear is that we the arches get lazy as it were and what we tend to do when when we're uh, walking in flip-flops and such is that we 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 don't have this uh, the the kind of grabbing uh, instincts of the uh, when we're walking barefoot uh, in the same way so when, when we're walking barefoot we tend to curl our toes in a little bit and that then lifts up the arches right so that it allows the muscles in your feet to build up to, to allow those arches to uh, be maintained.
right? Yep. And that and that's so when you're out running, for example, um, and you're running barefoot, it's one of those things that exist within us quite naturally, because that's our natural state, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're out walking uh, on flip flops, again, you don't have that same um, movement in your feet, and therefore the 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 feet can collapse inwards. So whenever I walk around, I always try to pay, pay attention to that, you know, keeping my arches um, intact. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It does. It does. And what about what about walking around barefoot in a in an unearthed house, or is maybe? Well, that's see, that's the thing. As I, I'll show you now, but. Obviously, you won't be able to see this in the recording I'm holding up. Right? No, I, I bought one of those for my mum because I bought one of those. Uh, she, she's passed away now, but she wouldn't go outside. Yeah. And I was really worried about her constantly being in, in the house and just watching TV and on the yeah. carpet yeah. and nothing. So I actually bought her a grounding. Oh, grounding. excellent. So, yeah. that, so yeah. that's a good idea for me to buy for when I'm working. Yeah, so okay. I have one of these under my desk, and, it's yeah. the, and one of these for those of you that are listening to the recording is a uh, grounding pad. It's a black pad with a cord attached to it, and that then hooks into the uh, grounding in the outlet, in the electrical outlet. So well, when, when I sit working, obviously when you're sitting working in front of your computer, you have this elect- electrical charge coming around you all the time and i mean i i can literally feel the electric or the power going through me into this pad and discharging um so it's quite interesting that way well i I know that they work because i used to work in when i worked in it when the guys used to the the engineers used to work with the computer boards they used to have to connect themselves to grounding pads because otherwise they'd blow the boards up with the their own electrical charge. Yeah, no, it's enough with the static electricity. So if you're walking on a rug in uh, rubber soles, then you build up that static electricity in your body. Um, gonna go to, uh, was that a good good for you, Sarah? Uh, satisfied your question? Good, Lauren, go ahead. So yeah, it's, um, so one thing I looked at was that if you graphically imagine if you wear shoes that you 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 kind of have this uh, charge of uh, somewhere over 200 volts within your body that is then connected with the atmospheric charges that exist around you but if you take your shoes off now you get this there's a uh, kind of a discharge on the surface of the earth because you have the atmosphere and then you have the earth. If you connect to the the earth, that discharge layer, if you like, is now going to cover your body. So it's going to go up and above and around your body as opposed to you being above it. So the best comparison I can give is that we are like walking living batteries and batteries tend to store store up energy and charges now we don't want that 
obviously if you're a battery you want that because that's your job but that's not our job is it so we want to be able to discharge that energy um, as often as uh, as we can as you know continuously as we can so what we some of the benefits we see when we they look at grounding is for example uh, that you have reduction in the body inflammation after four nights even uh, sleeping on a grounding pad for example or if you sleep outside on the ground if you want to do that uh, cardiovascular effects you have reduction in uh, uh, blood uh, red blood cell clumping uh, you have improved infl inflammation preparedness so if you for example if you injure yourself if you are constantly grounding, uh, you have a, a built up um, immune system to deal with inflammation that uh, happens when you um, when you injure yourself. So, which means that you will heal quicker. So, you know, whether it being a cut or a broken bone or any other type of healing that you need to have done uh, in your body, being grounded would allow that to happen a lot uh, quicker. So let's go into, yeah, go ahead, Barbie, by the way. So that just brings me to something that is, I think, really near and dear to my heart in regards to the pandemic and beyond, which is the concept of human touch. Because mm -hmm. I know for myself that some of my best memories are my Oma and her Swedish uh, cotton nightgown in Canada and Toronto under the down comforter and just being able to jump under those warm covers and just be hugged and it's like oh my god you felt so loved and just like to me in some ways that that human touch component is like being taken away from us and so to be buying grounding pads or yoga mats or other things like that because we all have to socially distance and recently i think people started talking about wearing three masks like you know put that feed bag right on your face completely to the point of where, you know, let's have three of them now where I can't hear a damn thing and people are saying with one, but now let's make three. So more, 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 more. So it's like awesome. And I feel really bad for people that, you know, are, are deaf who are hard of hearing, who can't yeah. do sign language with reading lips any longer. It's like, so we have all these different things, but I still am hoping that we get back to a point of where human touch is also one of the most amazing exchanges of energy and that does allow us to ground it. And sometimes just having somebody that gives a crap about us who you know, gives a, us a hug or physical contact is really important. So, I mean, I know in the meantime, we have to focus on what the substitute is, but ultimately the substitute is a substitute because there is no substitute for real human touch and love. No, that's absolutely right. Um, and it is one of those things that will, uh, come to us uh, one of the well it's one of the challenges or one of the reasons that we're not grounded is uh, is a lifestyle um, and now that's coming to really to its head with you know lockdowns and you know social distancing and all of this uh, because as you say barbie we we're not able to have that human connection or human contact uh, which is essential for us to be able to properly ground and to create connection between humans uh, or between people uh, so 
absolutely that's one of the big things and lifestyle is also uh, social media for example uh, makes it easier for us to hide away and just stay away from the world right um, uh, society as a whole we can look at fashion for example uh, is a uh, culprit in that respect and uh, lost wisdom urban living living in high rises or apartment buildings so that going back to the, our buildings are there's so many uh, uh, what's the word non-natural materials in our buildings that you don't you don't ground right are you guys aware of temple grandin the autistic woman who basically invented the way that they changed a lot of slaughterhouses so that the animals don't stress out. I'm not sure if you know about her story, but I know that she couldn't be touched literally like as an autistic woman, that was one of those things that she could not be touched at all, but mm -hmm. she, would actually, she would actually build these contraptions to hug her. So she would make all these different like devices and machines and things to be able to find a way to comfort herself to be able to feel like she could have this sensation of hugging because she could not stand physical human touch. And Temple Grandin was one of those people who like literally looked at, you know, animals and livestock and saw the suffering that she saw there. Then she was able to completely change a lot of those things based on her own feeling of, of her autistic inability to touch other humans. So it's kind of like on the flip side, but then it can also help humanity. Well, that is interesting. That's very interesting. Thank you, Barbie. Um, yeah, and of course, I know, for example, my oldest daughter, she she doesn't like to be touched. You know, she tells me, you know, when if I try to, uh, try to give her a hug or something, it's like, don't come near me. You know, I don't want to be touched. And some people, that is the case, you know, and we, we just have to respect that and understand that. But they then... Uh, it's it's necessary to find other ways of uh, being able to connect with people and to uh, find grounding. So, you know, we like you were saying before, Barbie, about religion and society. That it is desirable for the power structure, if you like, to keep us ungrounded, because it keeps us focused on other things. And we don't understand that we attract disease and so forth. Um, so, you know, wearing rubber soles, that's perfect. You know, it works very well. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there are certainly things that we can do in terms of introducing policy, like when houses are built, why not have, you know, grounding built into the materials in the floors or have outlets especially made for uh, uh, being able to have grounding mats or what have you because um, certainly there are some parts of the comfort of living in an apartment building for example and being able to live uh, or build on uh, on the heights as opposed to uh, you know individual houses uh, certainly benefits to that uh, so i think we need to come up with solutions that are going to work with the way we live today um, now running around barefoot i don't think that's necessarily a problem for people to do 
But as uh, Sarah was pointing out before, yeah, no, I mean, if you step on a piece of glass in the city, that's going to cause bigger problems than your ungroundedness, I think. So how do we solve those kind of things? Um, but I think one of the big parts is the lost wisdom. And this is going to be part of the re-education. And, you know, Western society, Western medicine doesn't allow for that really to be introduced. So we need to find a way to work with the system to reintroduce it. Go ahead, Iris. I was just going to uh, point out, um, I moved to Arizona about 12 years ago, and I came from the Pacific Northwest where yeah, I, I was considered a wild child. I went barefoot like all the time. Uh, here in Arizona, they have a plant called a goat's head, and it has these little things that it puts off that are like um, quarter inch uh, caltrops. <laughs> and they're they're very very painful and they're cactus based i believe so that mm -hmm. the tips can break off in your your skin and you know create infection and and uh cool. you know be irritating for like a week so um i have stopped going barefoot because these things are like everywhere and i have felt more ungrounded and had more mental health issues here than i probably ever have in my entire life yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. Thank you for that anecdote there, Iris. That's very interesting. And these are things that we <clears throat> certainly have to keep in mind that, you know, our feet are not toughened up, as it were, uh, to deal with these kind of uh, challenges. So what do we do with that? Well, perhaps walk around your garden for you know 15 minutes a day barefoot could be a solution or just ever so so often walk outside in your garden and just stand there and feel the discharge of energy going onto the ground now i start every single morning with uh meditation and the first thing i do is a grounding visualization um and that's part of the process that you can also do. Uh, go ahead, Barbie. Um, I also wanted to refer to something that has been really helpful that I only learned about in the last year with Mind Valley stuff. And that is um, something that Paul McKenna and Marissa Peer have talked about a lot, which is havening. And havening is basically where you take your hands and you cross your arms to your shoulders down to your elbows and you rub up and down and you rub up and down and it's a way basically to simulate hugging for yourself. Mm -hmm. And by doing that rubbing, it actually allows you to put endorphins of happy chemicals into your body. So that's something that um, I know that there are practitioners that do that, but it's still, that was something that I felt was really, really helpful because for a lot of people, and I know one of the reasons why Vision talked about creating Mind Valley in the first place was to, you know, to abate loneliness because loneliness is a really big epidemic in our society overall and I mean people can be in a room full of lots of people and still feel lonely so that's the part about having that human connection but then also I think that people have to do some of the soul searching for themselves where they connect to themselves first because if people are completely disconnected from themselves how can they connect with other people so I think the grounding starts with you and then the more people that 
start grounding themselves, the more then you can be around a group of people who are completely grounded. And then that to me is like a super good time. Yeah, for sure. And I think just with that in mind, I always say, you know, show up as your best, the best version of, of yourself and show up as a role model that will then feed into the uh, collective consciousness, but also it will uh, emanate to the people around you and people around you will say, oh, I like his energy. I like the way he feels. I, I want some of that. How, does, how do I do it? Right. So if grounding is part of that, that becomes part of your responsibility of feeding into um, to the uh, collective consciousness of uh, the, the grounded energy that you have. Because if, if we feel grounded, we are going to feel less stressed. You know, we are going to feel more balanced. We're going to have a just a more gentle, relaxed, calm uh, air about us. Um, so that will then obviously help to for us to have a have that type of uh, kind of attitude and energy that we feed into the collective consciousness. So it becomes a feedback loop in that respect, right? So if we look at how we can resolve this challenge in society, yes, there is absolutely that personal individual uh, responsibility that we all always have uh, as in terms of the choices we make. Um, but also, I think, you know, education, talking to kids about, you know, it's, it's good to run around <laughs> barefoot and just have them run around barefoot in the, in the grass. And I see with my children for example they don't even like walking barefoot and i i'm the weirdo in the village here walk, walking around barefoot and it's it's kind of amusing to me and um so it's it's finding that balance to educate our children bringing that lost wisdom back but also to educate uh, physicians and governments and the public in general of the benefits you know, in Japan, you can you can very easily have a doctor that ordinates uh, forest bathing for you, which is basically a ground, grounding exercise. You go into the forest and you bathe yourself in the forest, um, because being in nature is, is grounding in itself. Uh, you know, farmers tend to be very grounded because they touch the earth constantly. Same with gardening, very grounded. Um, now perhaps we can have uh, as I said before policy that allows healthcare professionals to talk about this with the patients and not only talk about the, the pharmaceuticals and the pharmaceutical led uh, treatments with the uh, patients you know we it's unfortunate that we have that limitation in, in uh, Western society, at least. Uh, as Laura, Laura was saying before, you know, in, in Chinese medicine, this is, is commonplace. This is uh, part of the practice, right? So it's, and also creating green spaces, not only as a, as a central part of the city, 
But if you live in a, an apart, apartment complex, for example, to have green spaces in on top of the building, like uh, a garden on the rooftop or kind of uh, trees around on the pavement, creating as much green space as we can. I know for myself, you know, if I walk down a tree-lined street, I feel far more comfortable than walking down a, a, tree, uh, a street that has no trees on it. It feels very barren and very cold, right? So we have that. And uh, yeah, as we said before, as individuals, you know, we, we have walk barefoot as often as you can. Uh, visualizations, as I mentioned, I do in my uh, meditation, and anybody who's been part of my meditation group will uh, know that it's uh, central to. And actually, I do find a lot of the meditations out there, like meditation recordings, are very ungrounded. So it, they do tend to try and keep you um, more in the uh, in the cosmos, as it were, without bringing that experience back into the physical reality which can be very confusing and it's uh, it's not very healthy at all so just keep that in mind when you're doing meditations to allow yourself to uh, uh, visualize grounding um, or when you uh, when you partake in any kind of spiritual practice or deep connection with another human being just make sure you ground yourself uh, so we had forest bathing, as I mentioned, uh, mentioned gardening, uh, time in nature, uh, natural water bathing or swimming. So, you know, taking the opportunity, if you have a river, go down and swim in the river or in the ocean. Um, salt water is wonderful for grounding. Um, and then finally, in that respect, grounding pads and grounding socks. Yes, they are coping mechanisms, if you like, but because of the situation we're in right now, we are more ungrounded than we've ever been before. So availing ourselves of the technology that is available and you can get grounding pads for your bed. Uh, like I said, I have one under my desk, so I do spend a lot of time at my desk. So sitting my feet on that certainly helps and uh, if you if you get frozen as some uh, some of you have pointed out <laughs> uh, then uh, wearing grounding socks on the grounding pad is um, uh, works quite well too so and it's just having the the mindset that just seeking to uh, ground yourself as much as you can uh, will then direct yourself to engage in actions that will then ground you. So it's like, oh, uh, and pay, uh, like being in touch with yourself, being in touch with your body. I, I often say, you know, oh, I feel ungrounded. I better go out for a, a bit of a walk or just step outside and stand barefoot um, on the ground for, you know, a couple of minutes. It's just to allow that energy, excess energy to discharge and then you can go about your day and then you'll start to feel the build up again. Then go and uh, stand barefoot on the uh, ground again. And that uh, allows for that discharge to happen. 
Well, yeah, go ahead, uh, Brenda. I was just going to say when you were talking about going in water and getting your grounding from water, I was talking about friends of mine that have quite a bit of woods and behind their, their property and they have this creek that runs through it. And um, what they've been doing a lot every day is cold plunging mm. where they, they go into the, the river or the stream or brook or whatever you want to call it and, and cold plunge in there. And since she's been doing it every day, she says she doesn't need anything else, like any other ways of coping. She doesn't need alcohol or, you know, like any of the, the crutches that other people might otherwise use. And I tried it this summer. It was very challenging. Like I found I couldn't, couldn't catch my breath. And that was in the summertime. Um, but yeah, she was doing it up until I think December, she was still doing it and uh, found it, the benefits of it to be so amazing. Why, why did she stop in the, what did you say, September or December? December, December. I, I think when it started to get really cold, like <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had cold snaps here of like minus 20 something Celsius. So yeah, I, I think everything got a bit too frozen for her to be able to, yeah. to do her cold plunging. Um, but it's, um, I mean, there are people that do that all the way through winter as well. You know, hacking holes in the ice, just go to Scandinavia and look at the crazies there, you know, <laughs> in the sauna, sitting at, you know, whatever, 70, 80 degrees Celsius in the, in the sauna, sauna, sweating it out and then running out into the lake, hopping in the ice cold water. They've hacked a hole in the, the foot deep ice and uh, plunging and then back into the sauna. You know, it's, yeah. um, and, you know, people swear by it. So I think the, the Wim Hof method is, there's a lot to be said for that, you know. <laughs> the combination of breathing, meditation, and the uh, cold baths is, is quite powerful, actually. I, I do the uh, cold showers myself, and it's great during the winter because it goes down to about, you know, six degrees celsius in the um, cold water and you stand under that water for a couple of minutes yes it's quite jarring when you kind of first turn on the cold water but i have this visualization that i'm gonna uh, rinse off the warm water from the, my skin and then it, it becomes kind of a uh, uh, shall we say a, a, an objective for me uh, motivation um so we can all work that different ways but if you look at Wim Hof for example he's done these scientific tests where he's uh, been injected with E. coli and because of his training he's able to control his immune system to fully just expunge the E. coli bacteria from his body with no physical symptoms whatsoever and he didn't even did a test with I think this was in Poland, actually. Um, it was like five or 10 people that he trained for a week and they did the same thing and they were able to do the same thing. And for him, it, it is very much about the grounding because the breathing work that he does, which is, uh, you know, this, <laughs> 
is a grounding breathing. And I think that's what you talked about before, Diana. Um, and the uh, doing that kind of bellow breath, if you like. Um, and then going into to the meditation and being able to connect with your body so that you can pay attention to it and you can communicate with it. And then being able to move into, uh, you know, these go into the, the, the uh, uh, cold plunges uh, or ice baths. So I think Wim Hof has the world record in um, is sitting in, a, in an ice, ice bath, if you like, just ice, no water, uh, j with his head just above uh, the surface. I think his record is like two hours or something. And they actually noticed that the he can, with this body temperature, melt the ice around him. So he actually heats up the ice around him as opposed to the ice cooling him down. So there, there are, you know, very practical examples of how we can control our own uh, body body structure in that way, and how we uh, how we can ground ourselves uh, through through these ways. So it's um, yes, he is uh, natural sous vide. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Barbie. Um, so the the cold plunges are definitely within that, but just going swimming in in natural water is is uh, tremendous for ground uh, for a grounding practice. So thank you for that. I wanted to see. Um, did you have any more? You mentioned uh, the, when we were all gathering about the um, the earthing movie and oh, right. uh, book and stuff did did you have more information on that because i remember watching it at one point but um i'd like to hear what you have yes thank you very much for reminding me Iris. that was uh, one of the things i was going to bring up was the uh, earthing movie um uh, it's available full length on um uh, on youtube uh, it's free to watch so just search up the earthing movie and it's available there and they go through many of these things that we discussed about how you very quickly can see a change in inflammation in someone. They, if you inflammation shows up, if you have a, a, a what's it called, a, a thermal camera, inflammation shows up as hot spots in your body. And they showed with someone who's starting to ground and grounded properly for you know a couple of days four days then uh when they did that thermal photography again those hot spots had all cooled down significantly which uh was uh, quite powerful actually uh and the same when they they took blood samples and uh, measured the viscosity i think it is but the uh, the clumpiness of the uh, um of the red blood cells had diminished greatly when people started um, uh, grounding. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the guy who is the, the maker of that movie, one of the things for him, he had some, um, uh, some disease that basically he 
was able to relieve through grounding. And that's how he came about it and how he discovered it and, uh, you know, became a, uh, a, a visionary and a, uh, you know, someone who just wanted to get this message out. So it's a, it's a great uh, documentary to watch. I highly recommend it. All right. Thank everybody for showing up today. Thank you, everybody. And thank you for bringing all your uh, energies and uh, your suggestions, your questions, and just your brilliant wisdom to uh, share with everybody. So thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye now. If nothing else, I hope this discussion has uh, allowed you to formulate some questions to yourself and uh, allowed you to see a different perspective of uh, your own healing journey. And please do check out the uh, notes on this episode as you will find links to research studies on uh, the effect of grounding on uh, inflammation and cardiovascular diseases etc very interesting uh, material available and also you'll find a link to the earthing movie that i mentioned in the uh, intro to this uh, episode as always these discussions have a foundation in the open-minded work that we do at uh, the alchemy experience workshops uh, coaching workshops so I would uh, also recommend, if you feel so compelled, uh, to visit our website, thealchemyexperience.co.uk and down at the bottom right of the screen you will find a link to schedule a 30-minute free uh, consultation with us to see if uh, we might be able to help you on your journey as you go through life. And that is it for this time. I hope we have the pleasure of your company soon again. Until then, stay well.